This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code Care at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Jerox Lawn Care and Gardening Podcast. Here we are on episode number 45, talk about renovations and customers. So this is everything from sort of like just dealing with customers normally and customer care after care and just going through basically these springtime routines and services that are almost second nature. And there's just a few things that I've kind of picked up on this year that that just seems a lot more in your face, prominent. It's just happening more often. And one of these things seem to be neighbours coming out. Now, you know, I've always heard of this sort of thing and it has happened in the past, you know, enough times to know about it and to actually experience it. But it was literally just this week here where on three separate occasions, the neighbour of the property that I've been doing has popped over and just basically not cared too much about the price and taken me on, just asking me questions about my services and if I could do their gardens, their front and back, renovations, whether it's just normal cuts, whether it's treatment plans, on whatever it might be. So... You know, this is something that I've just kind of encountered and I would be really interested to hear all your feedbacks and if it happens to you as well. And I think this goes into a few different categories or a few different reasons to why I think it happens. And one of them, what I don't do, but, you know, a lot of you out there might do, is a sign written van. So what pops my mind straight away when, when I talk about this is... When we when I met up with Dave at the event last month, month before, whenever it was, when as soon as we tipped up to the event, he came over and he was like, I'm trying to get scouted already, you know, just to play on words here, but and what it was is because, you know, he was sat there with his van being the lone guy and, you know, services and everything else. And it's pretty obvious the type of things that he does and the event that we were at. He got approached straight away about us asking if he could you know, scarify someone's lawn. Yeah, explain that he wasn't there for that reason and that he is not from that local area. You know, he, he lives somewhere else. But it makes me think of that straight away because as soon as someone sees a van written up with anything, you know, you might be a chimney sweep, you could be a, a plumber, chippy, whatever it might be. You know, there's, there's quite often the case that these thoughts about taking people on and their services is already at the you know the, the front of someone's mind, but the only thing stopping them from actually 
get in touch with anyone is, you know, the effort, quite frankly, you know. It's actually picking up the phone or searching on Google. And I know that doesn't take long at all, but, you know, we've all been there with with something where it's not a massive must to do, but you know you want it done or, you know, whatever it might be. You need, you know you need to take on a service. And I think we fall in that category massively where, you know, it's easy for people to look outside and go, ah, oh, the, the lawn's looking a bit crap at the minute or, you know, the garden's starting to look a bit of a mess. And then they just kind of put it to one side, put it on the back burner. Don't get me wrong, some people probably hate it and straight away they get on the phone and they find someone that they can they can get along to do that job, right? Like, you know, that's normal. But there is also a lot of people, and I'm in this category, I think, when, when come to think about it, that I'll see something and I'll go, oh, I'll be fine for now. Or I'll just forget about it or whatever it might be. And all it takes is someone to pull up to your neighbour's house or across the road or for you to be driving through the street, uh, wherever it might be, and you see a sign written van about something, and you go, ah, like that, they're right there, you know, it would be silly not to go talk to them, and ask them about the services, the prices, whatever it might be, and so I think that's one of the main things, is having a sign written van, it, it, it draws you in, so this, this whole sort of phase on this is just talking really about your brand and as a company, how much people can tell that you are who you are by the things you're wearing, the vehicles you're driving, or the sign written, or you're in matching clothing with your other employees, um, you know, you're across Instagram, Facebook for, you know, the area that you're in, or you're in the local newspapers, all that sort of stuff. And more in my case, I lie on that line of, you know, the clothing. And so I'm guessing it's just been one of them, because like I say, Three times this week, I've had neighbours come up and just pop over and ask either what's my hourly price or if I can go have a look at their garden or, oh, what's this you're doing? Oh, it's a renovation. This is what it does, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I think my lawn needs that because, it, you know, it's looking pretty mossy now. And, you know, and they start talking about how bad the garden is. And often when they're anywhere within, you know, if they're not literally right next door neighbour, then, you know, they're a couple of doors up. And it's one of them where they'll say, oh, you know, this is my this is how my garden is, and quite often I just have to say, right, I'll, in five minutes I'll, I'll you know I'll have a I'll have a bit of time. I'll just finish what I'm doing. I'll I'll just come have a look, you know, because it saves you getting to the end of the job or, you know, whatever it might be. I ju- I just try and get it over and done with. Or if it's not that long of a job, then I'll say, look, I'm I'm finishing this in half an hour, an hour, whatever it might be. I'll come give you a knock at that point. And it just seems to be within that season where that's happening, you know, people are interested, people are, and like I say, for me, it's it's only can be from uniform, obviously the practice I'm doing, but do I think it would still have the same effect if I was in, you know, my Timberland boots, jeans, and just a, a Nike hoodie, or whatever it might be, no, you know, I might just look like the guy's pal, uh, by being there in, you know, a uniform, I always wear the same sort of, anyone that's sort of seen me do the videos and everything else, I like to wear the Rev- Revolution Race GP trousers, what are really hard-wearing trousers. They're, um, if anyone doesn't know or hasn't heard of them, I believe they're a company over in Sweden, I'm going to say. If it's not that, it's Norway. One of them kind of countries. And they were predominantly a hill-walking brand. So anything to do with outdoors, really. So it was like hill-walking, camping, that sort of thing. 
and it just kind of falls naturally towards gardening, right? Because, you know, what do you want from, from our type of workwear? Well, it needs to be breathable, it needs to be durable, okay? And it's got to fit comfortably. I mean, you're, you're in them all the time, you know what I mean? So, anyway, I got these these GP trousers, and they are reinforced, down the shins, upper thighs, all that sort of stuff, and around the knees, sorry, it's reinforced over the knees, around the crotch area and the back of the legs, it is not reinforced, it's like this stretchy material. So basically what it does is it, it just allows that mix between having really breathable clothing as well as being really durable in the places where you need it. The shins when you're getting pelted by stones when you're strimming and, you know, flexibility for around the crotch when you're climbing up a ladder so they don't rip. And they just seem to fit perfectly. Anyway, so that's part of my uniform. And then I've got my embroidered T-shirts, Gerald Honke and Gordon, whether it's, you know, the T-shirt, polo, fleece, hoodie, whatever it is that I am wearing. You know, they're all the same, same colour, same, you know, the wordings in the same places, all this sort of stuff. And it just, it builds that trust. When they look out the window and they see you doing a decent job anyway, and then they see you wearing professional uniforms and I've had this I've had a few people get in touch asking about this and saying you know from seeing your videos hearing your content you've made me want to act a bit more professionally and you know and look a bit more professionally what is you know it's 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 great to hear if other people are doing it and they're going to benefit from it then perfect you know what I mean go for it now the other side of it is I know people wear high vis and that can look very samey because you know you've got your high vis yellow Hive is orange, and that's about as far as you can go. But you can still have your logos on it, and your writing on, and your numbers, whatever you put on your clothing, so that you look like you're in a company, not just like I said, doing your mates back garden. So I think between them, a couple of things: silent and vans, the obvious one; clothing's the other, one, uh, the next one behind that, and it just builds that trust straight away, so that people are happy to come and talk to you. And this is the thing. You don't have to do much at that point. So you as a service person talking to these potential customers, you've got to think that they're approaching you physically right in front of you, you know, eye eye. They are a, a flaming red hot lead, right, as far as leads go. They are they wouldn't be coming over if they didn't need your help. And the fact that they're, they're using the effort to come and speak to you shows that they're very interested. The only thing you really have to do at that point to try and get that sale is be professional, be polite, and you know know your services off by heart. So when they ask you a question, you're all over it. You don't need to say, um, you know, uh, I, I can't do hedges, but uh, sometimes it's a bit, you know, and, and just start waffling. You need to just be clear, confident, correct in what you're saying, and just, just know your services that you offer and put it across in a, in a way what they're going to understand and they're gonna they're gonna feel comfortable talking to you about it and receiving whatever that may be. So that's all you need to kind of do at that part. The customers just seem it seems like more and more people are just happy to have this sort of thing done. And you know, I'm gonna talk about this in a second, but the likes of Green Thumb and you know other treatment companies that are out there, you know, nothing against them honestly, because I, I realize each branch is is different, you know. That they're working under the same flag, but they're very different people working at every single one. It's a franchise at the end of the day. 
So I'm sure some people go into it, they're very keen and they care about the loans that they're actually taking care of. But, you know, in one of the cases of the renovations that are just done this this week just gone by is, you know, they get treated with green thumb four treatments a year, whatever it might be. And the loan is in a shocking state. It's green, but... And if anyone has seen the stories that I put on Instagram this week, it was basically a step-by-step guide through, through renovation. But what it was is... The, the top inch is, is lush green, it's fine. But it's that old of a loan, never been scarified. And don't get me wrong, customers can sometimes be at fault here more than the companies like Green Thumb and all the rest of it. Because they might say, your loan needs scarified. And then the customer turns around and says, oh, well, I, I don't want to pay that price. I'm not bothered about it. So at there, you've got a bit of a catch-22. Because then when we come along, people that are, possibly gardeners, you know, the, the cutting loans as well as feeding them, doing like more of an all-round package, you only ever hear the story of that the client's been getting it treated and this how much they used to charge and blah, 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 and it's all the negativity. So you kind of got to take that with a pinch of salt. But how because of this, they're just getting fed year after year after year and everything grows and you're pushing loads of nitrogen through the loan or you know, whatever the treatments are doing, but then all you're ever doing is taking off the top, you know, what you take, the top 10 mil, maybe something like that, millimetres, and that's it. You're never actually getting down there, airing out that loan, and, you know, giving it the processes that it actually needs, what would be the um, both aeration and scarification, because they're, they're massive, as we know. Like, the, you, without them two things, you can't really have a, a very healthy loan. So... Within this, it needs to be sort of educated into your clients. So if you're going for these and then people are asking you questions while you're, you're at a job, you know, even though I'm there on a property doing a, a job and, you know, I'm there for number 12, let's say, if number 13 is the one that's talking to me for a minute, then I still need to educate them very quickly on how much they need. Oh, well, if your loan is like this and then and they go, oh, well, I don't want to top dress it. You need to be saying pretty quick, well, well, if you, we need to go at it that hard that if you don't top dress it, you're going to really struggle to get germination come back. And I've had that before. I've spoke about, you know, the story of a client over in one of my local areas, and that was exactly that. It was a moss-filled lawn, savage with thatch, and it was more or less a full renovation of the lawn for the top dressing. Now, this was about just under 300 metres squared. So you do a loan of that size over that area, was well, going to struggle to get watered enough anyway, as we found out, that as soon as you don't put top dressing down, the germination chances are, are decreasing massively anyway. Now, you can grow a loan through by just overseeding and not putting any top dressing down, but there needs to be that seed to soil contact. And it needs to, you need to understand there's going to be a chance that it's not going to come through as well. And you need to push that across to the client that, look, if you want to do this, then, you know, you might even say, no, I only do this as a full package. And, you know, that's absolutely fine. But if you're doing that and you're trying to cut costs, hence cutting out the top dressing, then you need to make sure that you're educating your clients about that sort of thing. And even for those out there that are listening to this from just a hobbyist point of view, 
you know, soil isn't cheap, compost isn't cheap. I mean, at the minute for Jack's Magic, for example, we're somewhere around two for fourteen pound, and I think for like Westland screen topsoil, it's something like two bags for ten pound-ish, something around that. And you know, so that starts adding up as soon as you've got a loan, that, and they they're covering maybe seven to ten meter squared each. So as soon as you've got a loan that, and that's a light top dressing. So as soon as you've got a loan of any particular decent size, you're really starting to struggle to to cover that whole area as well as keep costs down. So one of the cheaper ways is by getting it bulk bagged in and either if you've got somewhere to store it and you don't need to use it all at once, then then kind of go for it in that way or share between you and a neighbour or however it might work. But you need to understand that if you, if you cut that corner, then your germination rate is going to be a, a hell of a lot lower. Now, with these customers that come out, it was kind of just a fact I was thinking about because the renovation I was actually doing at that time, like I say, it was one of them that was lovely and green for the top, you know, 10 mil, whatever it is, 20 mil. But underneath that, normally when you scalp alone, it's it's like 25 mil and below, I find, even on a, on a healthiest loan, because not many customers' loans are particularly really flat. So even on mine at home, it's the scalp is at like 20 mil. I don't, there's no need for me to go down to 15, 10 whatever it might be below that but for this customer it was on nearly two inches so that's somewhere in the region of i think on a wee bang it's like 47 mil and that was a hard scalp that was ripping bits of the turf out and what it is on these i call it a really old loan but only got laid about six years ago but i'm guessing it hasn't been scarified much since and all days is it's been fed 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 you know very interesting his lawn wanting to keep it fed wanting to keep it growing be a nice green colour, you know, looking healthy. And I say that, looking healthy. So people just stick loads of treatments down. And, you know, quite often, a lot of people do this. And the thing is, is people that do it from off-the-shelf fertilisers, your miracle growers, things like that, they, they make the lawn so nitrogen-dependent. And if you buy your fertilisers from places like Tesco, B&Q, wherever it might be, and you're getting the milk miracle growers or evergreen i think is the other one you know whatever it might be off the shelf you need to be careful because a lot of these these fertilizers will just have a, a hell of a lot of nit nitrogen in and you stick them down onto a lawn yeah fantastic it, it works you know the good dark green and lush and whatever else within a week 10 days whatever it might be but then you'll find that you're looking to then reapply within four weeks maybe six out of push and that's because a lot of these don't have any slow release fertilizers you know a lot of these um these off-the-shelf fertilizers that you may be using are completely fast release so you if they've got like a 22 percent nitrogen 20 percent 18 percent whatever that product might be that that's getting thrown into the lawn rapido so when that goes through it's making the lawn uptake it all big growth uh big growth spurt a lot of deep color comes in straight away and you think oh that's perfect but you'll find that leaf will then start to turn yellow you know your things like having calcium in your fertilizers that's going to help the soil then be able with increase the amount it can hold and by doing that it's going to then last longer so you put your fertilizer down if it's a slow release anyway within that mixture 
then it's going to last a hell of a lot longer as we know up to sort of three months these are all the ones that total lawn do so they're like spring summer feeds all of them in fact but actually just speaking about the spring summer one you know it's got things like that calcium in so that when you put down a fertilizer it's starting to improve the soil so that it can hold in more um, of the nutrients and everything else that's getting pushed through for a hell of a lot longer so then there's when you're using that slow release right the planet isn't becoming nitrogen dependent and when, when you say this sort of or hear the phrase what it means is that with a lot of the other ones when you keep giving a lawn a, a burst of color and a burst of nitrogen to begin with and it runs out quick it, it's almost like an addiction for the lawn it goes right where's my nitrogen at? you know what i mean it's gone so it's it, it becomes that way and it just makes these lawns unhealthy so basically this is what had been happening at this client's house is that it's been getting fed for however long and but nothing's been getting done below surface level so when this happens things start to build up thatch layers just start to creep on creep on creep on and there's a photo that i've got that i haven't put up yet but for anyone that's listening when this this actually goes out on this saturday if i remember i'll i'll post it tomorrow so that you can relate to it straight away it'll probably be my only grid post tomorrow and it's of me doing my little you know uh my little check of the lawn you know i'm taking out a segment of the lawn to be able to see how much of a thatch layer there is what it's like below what type of soil it is all that sort of stuff and when you do this you, you can plain you can plain and right see you've got a tiny bit of green at the top right what's the grass blade that makes the lawn look lush then you've got the very like brown straw color that's in below that but it's still above the soil surface and that's basically the part where the sun can't get into there's no growth it's so dense and uh thick and matted sorry that it is just not getting anything and then from there you kind of hit your sort of moss level if there is any it's kind of hiding in there and then you've also then got the thatch level and this thatch level is kind of it's like a brown spongy substance right it's it's not hard to miss at all you'll see from the picture if you jump on this and you, you are listening to this at a later date then go back to saturday's post on jerrock lonke and gordon on instagram and you'll see exactly what i mean you can spot it and anyway by doing these little testing patches it really helps understand what you're about to do now i said to myself a good while ago that i would do these these test patches before i actually then you know when you go for your initial consultation you go down and i'll do a test patch somewhere and i said this because i got a really bad loan last year that I'd done and i just it just took me by surprise how much i got out and how much of a in a bad way it was and i i took a test patch during the video it was one of the scarifying jobs that's online on youtube and it shocked me with it i just I, when i got to that point i thought right it, it's a bit worse than what i thought and yeah i should really do it beforehand because what i found with this lawn is that when i was trying to think do things like scalp it you know I was, I was cutting at two inches and what it was doing is the the blade was getting caught up in that th in the thick of it that it wasn't it wasn't cutting individual blades anymore it was just chomping at thatch and you know it was like a a deer had been digging or something or like a badger had been on the lawn or something like that it was just like dig spots everywhere because it was just tearing it up so another thing with that on the renovations is that when you go to do them 
try and always have some topsoil, if not with you, then a place nearby or, you know, at, a, at your lockup, whatever you might have. And the reason being is anything like this or where you go too deep, you can't leave the customers with, you know, there's going to be some damage and they need to understand that, especially if you're not doing like a re-level. But if that isn't part of your package, then you need to be able to so somehow like meet them halfway and, and build up certain areas again. You know, I find anyway, that's the kind of, that's the way that I do these processes. But if you didn't do it that way, then you, you're going to be left with a hell of a bumpy lawn. You know, you might have green grass coming through, but if they decide to start using a cylinder mower or, you know, even on the regular four-wheeled mowers, you're going to feel every bump that you're going over. And anyway, so I've done this renovation and it just kind of opened my eyes to when you're doing these jobs and you're out and about that people are watching you, you know, whether it's just people passing in the street, whether it's the neighbours are looking out the windows, whether it's, you know, Dave that you're actually at is on the phone to his mate and he's telling them that, you know, he'll be over soon, he's just going to finish the gardener being there and, you know, you get into a generic conversation about, oh, what's he doing? Like, and you, you, you speak about it, oh, he's actually improved my lawn again. And that's just how it works. And that kind of what builds from you being on a job just from the word of mouth and from passers-by, you know. And it's just, it seems to be that people are just more interested in that. They're, they're keen to see people doing improvements. And the big place I've seen for it is on these new build estates because the loans are that terrible. You know, the sub-base is often awful. And they then have a loan that suffers. So if it's someone that hasn't taken care of them, then it's often full of weeds. You know, it struggles to have green, nice growth. You see all of them that are that look like they cut to ten mil just because they're burned through any hot weather and they're completely gone. And people are quite often they've paid this two fifty, three hundred, three fifty, whatever the houses might be in your area, to be on this new build estate, to be in this new house, and then they look outside and these gardens are absolutely horrific. So you know, it takes someone that's quite keen gone to to keep on top of them and turn them around. So I find these are the areas where people kind of come through and maybe are good target audiences to have to be able to sell these sort of services, especially the renovations. If you can get that down, and you know, plenty of years probably know how to do a renovation, but if you don't, if you get that detail down, not only is it good money and it can, you know five hours work can kind of be like a day day and a half's wage sometimes so you know you can fit i mean on tuesday i had three in wrong wednesday i think it, wednesday i think it was i had three in on the same day so i had one large scarification job and then i had two renovations afterwards and it just kind of when you get in the flow with it how you do your processes the tools you're going to use and you know the sequence that you're going to do it all you can really knock them out to a good standard pretty, I say quickly, you know, a good couple of hours on each one, depending on the size of the loan. But it is one of them where it's just sort of focusing your, your efforts into certain places. And I get it, not not everyone's lawn caring, so not everyone's going to sort of resonate with this, with this episode, but the customer side is the bit that I want to really kind of push through here, and it's the fact that, like I said earlier on, when people are, are watching you and they are interested in what you're doing, people talk you know it, it's no it's not a it's no one's blind to that you know so if you go out and you just need to you start to act that professional being that person that that is in the know that is offering this service to a 
to a higher level. You're not just a bod. You know, you're not just an employee that isn't going to try and sell it. You've got to remember if you're if you're being a sole trader here, then you're the you're the managing director. You're the boots on the ground, right? You're the person. You're the receptionist back at the, you know, when you get back home at night, completing everything through. So you've got to have that belief that you are, in fact, in such a way, a salesperson. You know, you are trying to sell yourself, your services, your products, whatever it might be, and you're trying to get them across. So customers this time of year, especially with the the weather we've just had over the last week, I don't know how it's been down, you know, southern end of the country, but up here in the highlands of Scotland, it's been roasting. It's just been lovely weather day after day after day. So it's one of them. As soon as it, it is, the better weather picks up, people are interested. So if you get it down to how you're going to speak to that customer and how you're going to you're going to turn someone from just asking a question to actually getting their email address so you can be sending them an invoice two weeks later, you know, that's where you want to be with it. That's where you want to sort of push across and be able to get to comfortably. And, you know, to all the new starts that are, are coming through this year that might be listening to this, you know, there's so many episodes earlier on, episodes 1 to 10 is the ones to listen to for more of the business advice parts there. But you need to be confident, push it through, you know, know your services like the back of your hand and also be confident in it. One thing I was thinking when I was doing that renovation was even though I've done so many of them now and it's it's second nature of seeing them go through phases, that was honestly the worst one I've done. And I don't think I showed any massively close-ups of, of the lawn I scarified. It was only in my story there, but it was it got to a point and I was just like, wow. Like, you know, I think I'd done five five or six passes in the end because it was literally just not come there was that much coming out each and every time and I wasn't hitting soil, you know, by the third pass, by the fourth pass. So I just had to keep going. But obviously, you need to remember: the more you keep going, the more you know you're you're losing the older lawn because you you're ripping it up. You're going to end up ripping at the roots, and that's exactly what happened. But luckily, when you do this, and remember, scarification is very different to a whole renovation. With the scarification, and if it's that only, you can't really go hard because you, if you're not overseeding, you're not growing anything of it, any parts of it back, then you're going to start getting problems. I often always say to people that, or to clients that I'm talking to, and where they try not take on seed, is anything you take away, if you leave any bare patches, it's going to fill with something. Right? And quite often the two things is it's either going to gain moss, and it's going to come a little mossy area, depending on you know, the little weather and the conditions that you're in within that little area, or you're going to end up with weeds. They'll just naturally naturally spread you know if there's bare soil somewhere they're going to make the way through so it's it's that education of you need to realize well if you don't do this and you're not going to you know pay this money or even buy your own seed and chuck it down dare i say then this is what the repercussion could be of it so everything is just as you can kind of tell from where i'm going with this everything is managing expectations with your clients and this is such a main thing and loads of people talk about it you know i'm just repeating things here more than likely but you've got to manage them expectations because honestly if you don't then that's when you'll start to fall behind your customer will start getting into disagreements because well i thought you were doing this and you say well that was never the case i said you know or i was thinking this and you know that's where the 
the crossing of paths kind of happen with it. So as long as you're you're clear with your clients, as long as you're professional, and as, as long as you're passing off all of the educational phase of it, of what the job is, why you're actually doing it, you know, why are we, we're reducing this hedge so that allows more light in the garden and blah, 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 or why I'm aerating your lawn because it does this, that, and the other, whatever it might be, then it's it's giving you that backing. And the more you educate them and they think, that the more they then start to believe it's worth it because it is, you know, it's a no-brainer as far as I'm aware, then the more that they're going to then come back to you because you'll be not only trusted and professional, but they're also going to be um, believable as well. So whatever you've said sort of goes and they then say for themselves, they're going to start believing in you and your ability of what you can actually do. So they are the main things. For today on this this sort of episode, and I, I know I mentioned customers and I just meant sort of breezing over it a little bit, how I've they've kind of came into talking or talking to me through the business in the last sort of couple of weeks because as I'm sure you guys and girls out there working at it, you're going to say it's been hectic and you know as soon as the summer months come in or the warmer months sorry it happens every single time and you just need to be one step ahead for that sort of them sort of occasions I suppose what it would be so that's why I'm sort of passing it off in this episode because the chance of I'm experiencing it then you will be as well and if you're not and you just haven't got started yet then this is kind of what happens in spring it's just a mad rush you know I think every single day I've had it at least in the last two weeks I've had at least one or two people get in touch with me at least you know every single day and sometimes on some of them days there's been three or four or five so it's it picks up it gets busy not only are you booked out work but you're then trying to take consultations while you're working and you, you're trying to you're trying to manage all this while while you're actually on a job and I think people don't look at your Google hours or you don't keep them updated, whatever it might be. But if you do the silly mistake, what I've done of using my personal phone as also a business phone, then people are also trying to ring you at eight o'clock in the morning, you know, half nine when you're on a job. They're doing it in the evening, seven, eight o'clock because, you know, it's still light outside, whatever it might be. And it just all is and that's kind of where last week's episode came from with the red lining part is that I was feeling so so overwhelmed by it that I felt like I was behind even though I wasn't and that's kind of what came came across in the episode but with this now now that I've got the last sort of week out the way with all the main renovations gone by you know there's been nothing to worry about and it just shows that even if you're in a place of flapping basically you know where you're worrying a little bit and possibly panicking about things you don't need to panic about it does sort itself out and it's often not as half as bad as what you're ever sort of thinking it's going to be so anyway that that's how the last sort of week's been i hope everything's been going well for you within the businesses that you're running whether you're just a hobbyist i hope you're out there striping up loans again i've noticed a hell of a lot over the last sort of week to 10 days that grass just everywhere is getting a whole lot deeper green color to it just remember, if you're not on a water meter, then be watering your lawns as well. And I would definitely recommend it in the morning. Because although we're getting hot through the day, especially up this way in the highlands of Scotland, it's still pretty chilly at night time. So you do not want to be putting water down at the last point of, you know, 7, 8 o'clock in the evening. 
because it's not going to have a time to sort of dry through. So if you're going to be watering your lawns and trying to keep on top of it to keep that colour in there, then definitely first thing in the morning I'd always recommend. That's just a personal recommendation. But yeah, I hope you're all enjoying it. And like I say, if you're just a hobbyist, then I hope you're enjoying just being back to cutting and regular mowing again because there's nothing quite like it. Renovations to come that I'll just actually quickly touch on is my lawn's been killed off now for four weeks. It has been ready for about a week to a week and a half to actually renovate, but I've just not had time. Uh, as you've be, been able to tell from what I've said today and last week's podcast. So that's hopefully coming into, uh, into play over the next few days, maybe into next week. So I've already got all the aeration and the kill-off all filmed and done on my YouTube channel. But if you're interested in seeing the renovation, things that I'm talking about now with stripping the back of the lawn and the process that will go through because also what I've learned is there's a lot of gardeners out there that you know you do lawns and you know you take care of gardens but you don't actually do treatments or you don't actually do scarifications or renovations and if you're within that bracket of not fully known then yeah check out the YouTube channel please subscribe it's a massive help and if you can like the videos as well then even better um, and what the best part about it if you do is comment and I mean this from my side is that comment on it you know have a conversation with me you know it's very hard it's very easy to get behind on emails and everything else but if you comment on them videos then I'll, I'll definitely 100% get back to you so yeah check that out on the YouTube channel over the next sort of week or so that will be coming your way but no thank you for joining us on this week's podcast it is massively appreciated as always I hope you have a great week and the weather keeps on improving and getting better and so does your businesses and your hobbies, you know, keep at it, keep pushing for it, because even when something's a bit, you know, when you're redlining that little bit, you know, you soon turn it over, and the other side's, you know, not as half as bad as what you ever thought it was going to be, so enjoy your weeks, enjoy the, the season ahead, and yeah, I'll see you next week.